Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Here we go. Ah, so loud. You know what? Yes. I'm going to do something really crazy. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to start things off with a voicemail. Like, before we even get to the business. This has never been done. I don't even know if I care for this. Okay, ready? All right. Oh, it's on all the way down, so. Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this. It never happened. Okay, sorry. Hi, Matt and Dory and Dory and Matt. <laughs> this is Aaron Gudge calling you again. The Gudge. I just wanted to tell you, stop turning off your air conditioning. It's too hot. We live in a world that is too hot to not have air conditioning on. It's be comfortable. I don't think we can hear it in the podcast. It's you're you're going to hear it. I don't it. think most of us it's can hear it. We're listening to it in our cars, driving places frequently. My tires make no- more noise than your air conditioning could possibly make. Please be comfortable. Mm. We care about you. That's it. Have a great day. It's excellent advice. See, I thought it was an extremely relevant yes. voicemail. For this evening. It is 
very hot. What was that? Was it our doorbell? I don't think so. What is that? What is that? Voicemail. Oh, it's 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 What is happening? Shannon is trying to contact us through Alexa. Oh god, what the hell? Turn off your phone. <laughs> Hang on. Guys, we just found out that our Alexa can be communicated with from another Alexa. Uh, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Oh, well, here we are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play voicemail first. We're doing it all over again? Yes. You didn't like the whole frantic, we didn't know what that sound was? No, I didn't. I, did. I didn't care for Guess it. Guess what? It's staying in. Thank you to Aaron Gudge for that lovely email. Voicemail. That, that was a voicemail. This is the worst beginning to our podcast. I disagree. Ever. There's plenty of worse ones out there. Um. So, all right. Well, I, I, listen. I don't have an Apple Watch. I know. And now you're getting annoyed by Alexa's. Well, that was annoying. I didn't know what the noise was. I know. I never it, heard it. In my it life. like vaguely sounded like the doorbell. Yes, it did. But it was like not the doorbell. It's very mm. confusing. It was interesting. Um. Anyway, hi everyone. Hi, everyone. I just got back from Atlanta. She did. She went to the Decatur Book Festival. I had a great time. She I met claims some. She had a lovely time. I met some wonderful eggheads. Saw a lot of them on your phone. They yeah. were all waving hello. I, I made them take a video to send to Matt because he couldn't be there. And then he sent back a photo of himself. Yep, while I was driving. Everyone was like, is Matt going to Vegas? Like, they were all very concerned and about whether or not i was going to well they vegas. just like wanted to know they were like he's been talking about it for three weeks i know and i didn't get to go <laughs> and it's very upsetting and i was like you know what he he's been very indecisive about this all day and i feel like he's waiting for someone else to make the decision for him and i am not going to be that person yeah and then you made the decision to go to san manuel yeah indian casino in like san bernardino was that satisfying uh no Mm. no did i wish i had gone no i'll tell you i didn't i didn't wish i had gone when it was when i got home and it was like eight p.m oh, yeah i got home at 8 p.m i was like wow well, yeah that's of, nice i would have been like deciding to go home an hour later from vegas and then i would have been home at three o'clock in the morning right if instead, if ever and instead you went to bed at midnight which is unheard of for you not really it's pretty heard of oh fine i like to go to sleep early when you're not here oh what just get the day over with because i can't live without you <laughs> oh god uh thank you to everybody who donated uh to our patreon last month guess what we donated all the proceeds to the houston flood bank no food bank <laughs> which is in the area that was affected by the flood in houston the I'm houston sorry. food bank we did not donate to the flood we would no. not we would not like the flood to have more money no we would however the houston food bank thumbs up uh, and thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. So, if you'd like to do that, you can go to excellentadventure.com and uh, find out how to be a supporter. Uh, please leave iTunes reviews! Exclamation point. Why? Because I feel like we haven't reminded people to leave iTunes reviews in a while, so I just put it in the business. We have so many iTunes reviews. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I want to get to a thousand. A thousand what? Reviews. We're very high. We don't need a thousand reviews. We have a thousand reviews. We did a bonus episode on american itunes no i'm putting a stop to this guys please leave itunes reviews Thanks. i don't care for this one okay. thing you could do is follow us on twitter at excellent pod yeah you could do that too that's a i would like to get a thousand followers on there we don't have a thousand followers yet no that's depressing 
So if you're on your Twitter right now, go to excellentpod.com and follow it. Of course, you can email us at uh, dorianmatt at gmail and matt and dory at gmail. And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. Ladasha is apparently racist urban legend. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? A couple weeks ago, we read a a long email from someone um, talking about names. And she was like, can you believe, uh, like, I know someone who named their kid La-A, La-Dasha. In fairness, maybe this person actually knows someone who whose parents are familiar with the urban legend and decided to fuck with everyone. So I, I came up with three possibilities. Yes. One is that the letter writer herself was in some, some weird way trying to fuck with us and like wrote this long letter so that we would read this. That seems unlikely to me. I agree. Um, especially because the letter was actually much longer and there were parts of it that, I, that we didn't read. Uh-huh. Um, I thought the second possibility is that she heard this like secondhand and it somehow got like, uh-huh. instead of being like, maybe it was like some people have named their ch- children this and she has now made it into, I like, I know someone who knows someone who named their child this Yes. or someone did name their child this and the urban legend has become fact. Now she did not say what the race of this person was and I didn't think she was implying anything i don't either. um but it uh we heard from a reader who um was quite upset that we had uh perpetuated this myth well let's um, so i'm unperpetuating i'm it. of the school of thought that someone knows the urban legend and is fucking with everyone by naming their child that that would be so mean though well slender man wasn't real till those 12 year olds killed somebody <sighs> anyway that's the internet for you yeah we had an appointment with Dr. Beck. Did you know that? I, think, I was there. I think we told people that we were having We told it. people on the Patreon about it. We did. So if you so want to hear information before everybody else, you can go to patreon.com forward slash. Excellent adventure. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talk, we had, we released the, um, the Patreon bonus episodes last week. Yes. Um, where as always things got, things got real. They got real in the fact that everything is healed lovely. You have some yeah. great lining. You got some fibroids still, but they're yeah. not pushing into the wall. We knew that they weren't going to take out all the fibroids. I would have done it. I'd be like, well, just while you're in there, guys, could you also do this? <laughs> but um, initially, like in my first post-op checkup, she said um, I would have to wait three cycles. Yes. So I got my period, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago or something. Uh And then I went in on uh, this past Monday to see her. Yeah. And she was like, all right, so um, if you want to go next cycle, call me. Right. And I was like, what? Oh, okay. Um, So I'm back on the acupuncture train. Yep. Dory's Dory's, a... Dory's full steam and ahead here in, full for October ahead. when we hopefully can implant transfer transfer an embryo that we will one day name Ladasha. That the the embryo will ho- you transfer the embryo that will hopefully implant. Yes. Oh, get it. Oh, and back to that Ladasha thing. I was saying to Dory after the fact. I was like, I read that and I didn't. It didn't sound weird to me mm. because we live in Los Angeles. 
Right. Where I'm, there are people named Apple, Pilot Inspector, and Kal-El. Well, it, it didn't sound weird to me because I'm in this Facebook group called, it's a, it's a baby names discussion Facebook uh-huh. group. And the names that people uh, put out there of what they want to name their children yeah. are so bananas. Like, like the crazy spellings of the, of 10 years ago are nothing compared to the crazy spellings of today. And it is people of all races. What do you think of less? Less? Mm-hmm. As a name? Yeah. Is it a full name or a nickname? Well, it would be Lester, but we could make it less. Mm. Why? Yeah. I f- feel like who's named less? Less Paul? No. <laughs> you have my middle name, which is Paul. Oh my God! Yeah, it could be Les Paul Myra. No, this is a great name, and I wish you would get on it. Do you? Are you ever gonna like a name that is not secretly some Star Trek character, secret. guitar hero? Nothing's secret. <laughs> These are all real things. Batman reference, Dave Matthews Band reference. Uh, these are all things I like. You know, mm-hmm. Bo got a sweet name, Beauregard Bosch. But Bo's name was already Bo. Yeah. So, got Bosch afterwards. <laughs> he did. What do you think about Harry? I like Harry. Hieronymus? No. I'm not naming a child Hieronymus. But just call him Harry. Huh? No, but then it's like, we've gotten letters about this. The problem with doing that is then when you're in school, they read your legal name. The kid will know that his full name is Hieronymus. Yeah, and it won't be like so, a surprise. And then so will everyone else and he'll get made fun of. For being Hieronymus? Yes, I that think is that's a, a ridiculous, great name. ridiculous name. All right. Anyway. So. Point is, wait. we're going to start our next cycle. Yeah. In, in less than the three months we thought we were doing it. Yeah. So it's all, it's like... I had been preparing myself for it to be kind of far from the future. And I was getting a little, cause I have, I have some book travel um, in early November and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh God damn it. This is going to run up right up against uh, my book travel. Like with my luck, the, I'll have to do the transfer. Like the day I'm supposed to leave or right. whatever. And I was, I was getting a little stressed about that. Um, and I was actually saying to someone in Decatur, uh, when we when we met up, that uh, for once it does it feels like maybe the goalposts are like moving favorably. Um, I don't want to like jinx it though. I wouldn't. Uh, we should expect the unexpected yeah. always. There's always a chance of it uh, going horribly awry. Yeah, and we have to push it back even more months. But Doctor Beck was very positive. She was very positive. very quick appointment. Uh, we were walking out of the office and, and asking a question, and she answered it from like a she hit, overheard us around a corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a sneaky lady who was on crutches and can't move that far. Yeah, we that's what know that. That's what she's like. Um. So yeah. So that's that's pretty exciting. Do you have anything else to add about how excited you are? Um. I kind of can't believe it's real. I also like, I don't know. I, I bet this is common, but I, I think like once you've had one failed cycle, like you go into your first cycle kind of thinking like, oh, this is going to work. One and done. And then when it doesn't work, even yeah. though they, right. you know, supposedly f- like found the reason why it probably didn't work, yeah. they don't definitely know. Right. And also, I think it's crazy that Dr. Ringler didn't see it when he was in there. Apparently, you can't you can't just see it. 
Oh. See, if you had seen... I know, but the angles of the things. And- right. And then when they do the hysteroscopy, they they put like an actual camera in and they're really like rooting around. It's yeah. not just a regular ultrasound. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Roto get it. rooting. But the fact that he didn't even present it as a possibility, I think is interesting. I mean, I know. Just saying. I know. So, I know. I think, you know. I mean, not that she did either, but the whole process of what we were doing was different than what we would have done with my previous doctor. I agree. So, um, so anyway, what I was saying is uh, I think it's hard when you've had a failed transfer not to go into your next subsequent and possibly future transfers feeling apprehensive um, and feeling like, oh, this might not work and I have to kind of like prepare myself. Yes. Um, but I hope it works. You know, and listen, you're going to hear it here first, everybody. We're going to be going through it on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, this like, this like prolongs any, like before I knew we were going to be able to do it next cycle. I was like, oh, this kind of like prolongs us doing anything IVF related on the podcast for a really long time. And now I'm like, oh, we have something IVF related that we can talk about. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I hope everyone's very excited about it. And yeah. Wishing us the best of luck. <laughs> You're not fishing or anything. No. Um, and then uh, here's more updates from us. Person who left one star review because they were pissed that we were complaining about only getting $2,000 back from insurance when we should have been getting $10,000 back. I wrote a whole screed here. You don't have to read it. Word Fuck for you. Word. No, the, I didn't what it say means, that. Right? That's I what didn't, it says? No, it doesn't say no, that. No, I'm reading right here. It says, uh, fuck you, you dumb piece of shit. No, it doesn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. You see, that's your reading problem. Dory's says, this process sucks for everyone. But if you start playing the this person can't complain because they have X privilege, you start, you drive yourself insane. At least you have the resources to be paying out of pocket, even if you're going into debt for it. Who's that? Person who left this, this review. We are grateful to finally have some insurance coverage, and this just highlights how unfair and unequal coverage in this country is. So we should be fighting for better fertility coverage from our states. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't want to be the only people getting money back. Right. We want everyone to get money back. Yeah, I was just, you know what, this... I'm confused by this. This particular... Did the person who wrote the thing pay out of pocket themselves? It's that they strongly implied that. Oh, okay. They said, well, we wish you didn't have to do that yeah. person. I mean, it just, it just, here's it, the deal. Dory, it pushed we, started, my buttons. we started paying 6,000 more dollars a year for insurance that would cover this $10,000 extra yeah. of insurance. That, that is literally what we did. Yeah. We started paying more every fucking month to potentially get this thing covered. Yes. Many phone calls were made discussing, will this be covered? Will it not be covered? Dory oh, actually, dot crosses have, the T's and dots her eyes on all of I that. have an insurance update. We'll which get is, to that in a second. Okay. I'm ranting right now all right. to this person yes. who apparently has a problem with us. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, we're not, we're complaining because of the insurance process not working. Right. The thing that we thought we were doing 
and it is not doing it. And I feel like we have a right to complain about that. And if you don't think we complain, listen, we fucking already paid for two other rounds that weren't covered. So shove it up your ass. Also, (laughs) I don't know how many rounds you're paying for. Great. I don't know. Maybe you aren't going into credit card debt like us. Maybe you're fucking doing well and everything's great for you. And if that's the case, congratulations. I don't I don't begrudge you that. Right. Good for you. Exactly. I'm happy that you can afford it. And I honestly, I wish you didn't have to pay for it out of pocket, yeah. even if you're a gajillionaire. That's my point, too. I don't think anyone should have to pay for this out of pocket. If you want to have a child and you can't because your sperm's dumb or your eggs are old, and fucking that shouldn't stop you from having a child. Unless God says otherwise. I don't know. Maybe he'll strike you with lightning. I don't know. My point is that uh, it's a medical expense. And while some of the country views it as voluntary, those of us who struggle to have children... Uh, don't think of it as very voluntary. Correct. Um, and uh, yes, I'm sorry that we are getting $2,000 of $10,000 paid back of something that is not even covering the entire fucking of, round. Of us paying $6,000 more per year in health insurance. Well, yeah, we're doing that too. <laughs> Whatever. That, so, that person doesn't give a shit about no. that. I'm, listen, I'm pleased and I hope it works out for you. If you're also going through IVF, I want you to be able to pay for all of it. If you can, great. If you can't, I wish you had insurance and this sucks for everybody. And because it sucks this way for us, doesn't mean it has to suck this way for you. I'm sorry that you find it annoying that we were complaining about it. And you know what else is like, I had to fight to get this insurance. And because I talked about it on the podcast, other people have fought to get insurance from their companies and some of them have gotten it. So deal with that complainer. Why don't you go hit up those people too? And let them know how you feel with a one-star review. Was it a one-star review? Yes. Couldn't be two? No. You listened to most of it to get it was to that one, part It was it. one star, which I just, I don't know. I like. It's fine. People I thought are allowed to sad. not like things. I know. It's fine. I'm aware, but then we are also allowed to respond. Yes. But I'm not, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's inappropriate to... Leave your one-star reviews. It's fine. Do what you got to do. Just, re- I don't know, whatever. Okay. Um, but we do have an insurance update, which is that I called the my insurance company to be like, why did you only cover, uh, like, you know, whatever, $2,000 of this $14,000 bill? And they were like, oh, well, the procedure that you were approved for, that was a different code than what your clinic put down. Uh-huh. So that's why you didn't get the reimbursement. And okay. I was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to send this to blah, 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 blah. And then he said, well, if, if someone doesn't call you back today, they'll call you back tomorrow. And that was Wednesday. No one has well, called no me back. No calling you until at least Tuesday. Yeah, so I think Tuesday I'll, I'll give them another call. Um, so that's the update. Good update. Pretty Uh, cool. I was getting more comfortable. Good for him. He's been real lazy today. I mean, it has been hot, very hot. And he did come home from the chateau. Yeah, he had a couple days there. So. Which was great because I inadvertently worked till midnight on Friday. I know. And if I. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I know. Had he. Because Mary Jane was going out of town. Yeah. I mean, you would have just called the Chateau and been like, can he stay over? Well, if we had done the, if Mary Jane hadn't left town and I wasn't taking him to the Chateau and she was going to walk him, I don't know what I would have done. Right. 
Because he would have been here for well, she would have walked twelve hours. Well, whatever, she would have walked him in the late afternoon. Mm. Anyway, any crisis averted. Way, yeah. Um, okay, so you know how I've been talking about um, an IVF like planner journal thing. Yes, I am aware of that. So someone has actually made one that looks pretty useful. I haven't actually seen it IRL. Uh-huh. She is doing a Kickstarter for it, um, and she's. I guess all the money raised is going to her IVF treatments. She's a graphic. But also to make the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like profit, I mean. Yeah, profit no, is going course. to her IVF treatments. Um, is she a fan of the podcast? Yes. Well, you're welcome. Um, and look, I, you know, I don't, I don't just, uh, we don't, we don't endorse everything that comes across our transom that's true um but given that i had been talking about this and wishing that it existed and i looked at it and it actually it looked pretty pretty close to what i had kind of envisioned mm-hmm. as being useful yeah um and it had like a pretty cover and like a nice design she's a graphic designer in maine right um that i i feel comfortable recommending it all right um, and you can see it at fertilityinfocus.com. Um, according to the Kickstarter, the, uh, the calendar, the diaries, planners, the planners will be delivered in December. So probably not that useful if you're doing IVF right now. Although I think there was a reward that was, um, downloadable PDFs yeah. that will come earlier, that will come in October. So if you are interested okay. in that, I think that that could be a way to go. Anyway, go to fertilityandfocus.com, check it out if you like it, order it. If you don't, whatever, no big deal. Um, I just thought, like, oh, this is, uh, this, is, this is pretty close. That's what I was picturing. That's great. Yeah. So. I look forward to seeing it. All right, cool. Okay. Well, I'm probably not. I mean, I'm probably not going to get one because I won't be ready till December. I won't be ready till December. Don't worry, we'll need it. I know. (sighs) All right. So, here's some emails. Go ahead. This email is from Steph. She says, "My partner and I have just been through our first IVF, following six rounds of Clomid and two unsuccessful IUIs, and just got our first positive test." I am five weeks, four days pregnant. <clears throat> you okay? Do you need me to read? Excuse me. Um, I'm happy to read for you. No, I just needed some water. Okay. We told my mom and both of our siblings that we were having treatment as we felt no shame in admitting this and were happy to be open, just as you both are. I started to feel the pressure of people knowing during the two-week wait and after the successful pregnancy test, I just wanted, I wanted to keep the news just for us for a while. I also had to avoid my mom all that week as I wanted to tell her the news face to face over the weekend rather than by phone. I'm delighted to be pregnant, but I'm feeling cautious and vulnerable about the pregnancy, especially after having a small bleed this week. Sure. My question is whether you've thought this far ahead in terms of being so open about your treatment and any subsequent pregnancy. As you keep us up to date each step of the way, we will likely know when you have your transfer and when your two week wait, when your next two week wait will come to an end. Yes. Have you thought about how you'd feel if you get a positive test and we'll have all your listeners on tenterhooks waiting to know the outcome? 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Have we thought about that? Well, I don't know if it's really a problem for my wife that I'm getting texts from friends that are having emergencies and she's annoyed and I'm just trying to like reply and put my phone down and say I'm doing a podcast I'll call you in 35 okay. minutes I didn't know you had if a that, friend that was that having okay? an emergency is that okay yeah that's if fine if I do that uh-huh. for this person okay that we both know and love alright okay okay you didn't have to stop you didn't have to shut the podcast down because you're annoyed you could have continued like a professional 
Wow. Uh, no, it's okay. Anyway, as far as this question is concerned, I'm the two-week wait I'm when not, we're... I'm not done. Okay, because you kept stopping like you were done. See, I thought mm-hmm. you were done the way you stopped reading. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to fill the air that was dead, even though I was texting. Mm. Very okay. good like that. Oh, okay. Will you be comfortable telling people... Guys, this is why I threw up my Apple Watch the other day. Yeah. This is what you're witnessing. My phone is on airplane mode. Well... Right One now. of us needs to be in constant contact with the world. Oh, really? Yep. It's interesting because I wouldn't have thought that was you. Well, it's not me. Right. It's Bo. Mm, he's asleep. Will you feel comfortable telling people you are pregnant so early on? None of this is meant as a criticism. I, I hadn't taken it as a criticism until she said that. I meant it as a criticism. Uh, I love that you are so open. It just took me by surprise when I finally fell pregnant that I felt exposed and vulnerable sharing our news so early on. It also took a bit of the wind out of our sails. We didn't get to make an exciting announcement to our families, although my mom still screamed when I told her. I think if we do IVF again, either because this pregnancy does not reach term or for a sibling, we might keep things closer to our chests. I appreciate that all of the above may seem small fry when you are still doing IVF and don't yet know whether you will get to that stage. Well, you know, when you're having natural pregnancies, it's not like you're constantly updating your parents every time you're fucking. You know what I mean? Right. Because the process is not that. Okay. This is a long and arduous process. Yes. And it would be strange to me not to be informing people of it. Right. I mean, we also do a podcast about it. And I also mitigate everything, too. Yeah, we do a podcast about it. People in our personal lives don't fucking listen to the podcast. That's true. So, I mean, some it's do. It's the same question. Some do. Sure. And if they do, then they don't ask me questions. But those that don't. Right. And there are a lot of them. Yes. They ask questions constantly. Yeah. And you're like, uh, go listen to the last five episodes. No. I answer them because I'm a human being. I answer them too. But in my I'm mind. I'm not some sort of robot who can't understand why someone would be texting. Anyway. Oh, my God. What? I'm the victim. <laughs> Always. I need to be the victim. <laughs> You must have been such an annoying student. What do you mean? Like in the classroom. I was the best student. Mm, were I was you? Always not doing anything. I was making jokes and distract. I was. You were very, distracting people. I was very good at distracting the teacher. Uh huh. I was very good at like getting the teacher going. Thirty right? minutes left of class, uh-huh. and the teacher would never get back to what they were mm. doing. I would ask them questions about like. I mean, do you think maybe other people in the class thought it was annoying? No. Really? I was lifted out of class on their shoulders constantly. Oh, okay. Are you sure you read the room right? Does anybody who went to high school with me listen to this podcast? <laughs> if so, email the podcast and tell Dory about my behavior. <laughs> uh, um, I have thought about this. It's, you know... I guess I just have... I don't think this far ahead. That's the first thing. Right. To a, to a pregnancy. We don't think that far ahead. I mean, I have large thoughts occasionally of like, does this podcast keep going? Yeah. Uh, if it does keep going, what is it like? Yeah. Um, I have thoughts like that, weirdly. Um, and... Why is that weird? Otherwise, because most people don't have to think about that. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anyone else does that's listening. Right. Probably not thinking about whether or not their podcast will continue. Yeah. If they're chances are, they're not doing it about this. Yeah. Um, I have just always thought like, 
okay, if I go through the two week wait, I mean, we already did it where it didn't work and we, we yeah. worked that out on, on the air. Yeah. When she peed on a stick. Um, telling me. yep. He's still traumatized by that. Well, you just like, we had agreed that it was not. Oh a my thing. God. We're going to rehash this. I just don't understand. <laughs> we agreed not to do that. We told people not to do that. So like when you told me and I was groggy and I thought you were kidding and then I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good night. Okay, this is like the 10th time you've brought this up on the Just podcast. People need to know how, how the actions of one can affect the other. You've made that abundantly clear. Okay. You'd think I'd be able to text my friends. <sighs> During the podcast? If they text me, sure. Uh, no. <laughs> No, it's just, I don't know. We don't see eye to eye on this at all. Well, that's true. But that's because I don't have ADD. Okay. Um, all right. This is from Monica. And she says, I have a large balanced translocation of chromosomes 9 and 19. Um, this was similar to someone else. Yes. Someone emailed someone us, emailed us yeah. about uh, balance, about translocations. Yeah. Um, for reference, five out of eight embryos from my one retrieval were unbalanced. Okay. I'm sorry to report to last week's emailer that despite CCS testing, which she says is similar to PGS or PGD, uh-huh. I had a chemical pregnancy from my first transfer and a miscarriage at eight weeks from the second transfer. Ugh. There were no answers from recurrent loss testing. Brutal. While on my knees, bawling from grief after the DNC, I thought moving forward with our third and last embryo was hopeless, but I'm now 22 weeks pregnant today and still in disbelief every day. Wow. That's great. That took a turn I did not expect it to take. Um, she continues and says, I hope this helps lower expectations for last week's emailer because I similarly went into IVF thinking slam dunk, but nothing really is a given or makes sense with this process. Here's some helpful information from my genetic counselor mm. with translocation carriers, 20 to 80% of embryos, regardless of age will have chromosomal errors. Mm-hmm. That's a huge range. Yes. The proportion of unbalanced embryos cannot be predicted ahead of your infertility treatment or from cycle to cycle. Right. Each translocation is unique in size and breakpoints. Really? Yep. So you're just going to get one and it could be on any chromosome? Yes. That's interesting. And each translocation may behave differently during egg or sperm production when chromosome division takes place. Huh. Also interesting. Warm regards, Monica. That is really interesting too because I feel like we've also heard from people who were like, I met like our first pregnancy was totally normal and like, it was only when I went to have another kid that mm. like shit started going down. Well, I think that Monica, uh, it was good of her to email cause this is the only, the second person I've ever heard of with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's bizarre that it flips like that. Yeah. Could, could that make a super baby? <laughs> I don't know. Is there a combination that makes a super baby? I, I don't know. Monica, if you're aware, find out. <laughs> let me know. Um, so this next email um, actually came up in the Facebook group. All right. So what does the Facebook group have for us, Dory Shafrar? Well, this is from Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And she says, has anyone gotten to the point of ambivalent and almost scared before their transfer date? This journey is sometimes a long one, so I'm almost at the point that if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And if I'm really being honest, I'm scared that I will get pregnant. Has anyone else experienced confusion and fear before transfer? And I read this, and I was like, ooh, 
like I'm not quite there, but like I've had some similar thoughts of like and and regarding then I, your second the second transfer. Yeah, and just like, oh, like what if I like well, well I'm going to have a baby? I'm going to get pregnant and have a baby. I don't, I can't, I cannot imagine what that life is like. I know. And then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? You know what I mean? And I think because it's just been going on for so long that you let these like doubts creep in. I mean, in. we've been doing IVF for over a year. Yeah. It's been about a year and a half. Yeah. It's been, it's been our life for 18 months. Um, so it's so it's hard to even think past what this is like right now. Yeah. You know. And if, I also feel like even even if the transfer quote unquote works, the connection between that and actually having a baby yeah. is not like it's not totally clear to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? We might um kill each other. You think we're going to kill each other? I think this will be a lot of stress. Which part? The pregnancy or the All baby? Okay. Like whenever I'm like, I'm leaving the house to go do job 19. Uh-huh. You'll be like, I'm pregnant. You're not going anywhere. And then I'll be like, Bo, go get your mother some Halo Top. Oh. And then the crisis will be averted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about uh, not being around very much. I know. You're not going to be around very much. No, I won't be around very much. I'm worried about not being around very much in general. Yeah. I'm worried that we're going to raise the cats in the cradle kid. Oh, no. Yep. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. Uh When are you coming home, Dad? Don't know when. We'll get together then. Oh, no. I'm sure we'll have a good time then. (sighs) But your dad, like, went to Boy Scouts with you and everything. Yes, he did. My dad was not as busy as I was. I know. My dad went to work at Hewlett Packard every day and had the same hours. Right. So. Yeah. I know. I know. I think about this too. It's like. Way to bring it down, Jennifer. <laughs> well, it's kind of my fault. I mean, I like, I made a point of reaching out to her and asking if we could use this post. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, uh. Depends on if I'm allowed to text while she's pregnant. I mean, there's a lot. Um, you can text while I'm pregnant, but not while you're like rubbing my feet. <laughs> That's very <laughs> funny that you think that will happen. <laughs> I said that mostly because I know it won't happen. Will not happen. Matt thinks feet are gross. Yeah, Matt doesn't like feet. <sighs> not a big fan of the Hobbit. He's weird. Um. We have a voicemail? Yeah, we do. All right. Okay. So, Jennifer, the answer to that question is yes, we feel that. Yes. Hey, Matt, This is more of an infertility rant slash possible question at the end. I like rants. Um, Go. We've been trying to get pregnant for a year, and I've been on every fertility medicine known to man. I've responded well to all of them with the exception of progesterone oil because, woohoo, I'm allergic to sesame oil. Who? What the heck? As a result... My lovely RE um, put me on crinone gel, and so ever since then, I've gotten one yeast infection after another. It's dumb. Well, their Sounds answer dumb. to this is Diflucan. And when you Google Diflucan, it's like, hey, you're going to have birth defects, and your baby might not have a face. I don't know. Like, 
something to that effect. And probably one baby didn't. I freaked out. Well, they're telling me that's only high doses of 400 to 800 milligrams. And I'm on 150 milligrams a week until I can quit suppositories. So then in the midst of all this, I find out I'm pregnant. So not only am I getting yeast infections from this crap, I find out that I'm pregnant for the first time in a year plus of trying. And this awesome. So pop that off. I just left my first ultrasound appointment, and I was told I should get on Zoloft. I have seen these people for a year now. They know what medicine I take, and they have never mentioned that I should switch to anything else. And they chose to wait until I'm pregnant with my first ultrasound, which makes zero sense to me. Like, and not to mention they're saying I need to take Wellbutrin, which is a completely different class of antidepressants, and I don't even know if it'll work for me. I mean... I just don't see this as being the ideal time to test the waters. I've also got, okay, no, sorry, I'm really tired and losing my mind. My questions are, would you take Diflucan at a low dose once a week until you're eight to nine weeks pregnant? Uh So essentially five doses? Uh And the other question is, would you switch from Zoloft to Wellbutrin while pregnant, not knowing if it would even work and knowing it's a different class of medicine? Yes. Because her last comment to me was, well, we just don't want you suing us if you have your baby and there's something wrong with it. Thanks, lady. Thanks. Wow. Okay. A um, lot to unpack. That's You can get our Lot to Unpack branded backpacks at uh, <laughs> excellentadventure.com eventually. <laughs> um, well, Butrin's easier on your system, I believe, than your Zoloft's. Uh, the only thing, I mean, I would talk to a psychiatrist because I don't know, I don't know what, what, how long Zoloft stays in your system. Like, I don't know if you're going to have a withdrawal from Zoloft mm. while you're simultaneously starting the Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin like gets into your system pretty quickly. So like, yeah. you're going to, you're going to feel the, the sort of like high from, you do kind of feel like a high from Wellbutrin the first couple weeks. Um, I don't remember that, but well, you do. Okay, um, but I don't know what the withdrawal from Zoloft is going to be. So, uh, we are not medical professionals. I would consult a medical professional. I also think that's really annoying. I agree, that's really annoying that they just sprung this on you during an ultrasound. What were you saying to them that made them spring this on you? It's I don't know. This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, in terms of the Diflucan, I would be okay with taking the dose that you're taking. Yeah. Seems low. Seems low. Seems like... A quarter of what the problem dosages are. Right. And it's only once a week. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're okay. I mean, my answer, honestly, to both of those things is yes. Yeah. But the real <laughs> answer is see a medical professional. See a medical professional. Who knows about these medications more than a TV writer and a journalist. <laughs> A journalist who doesn't write about anything medical right. or scientific. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that. Yeah. Of, of journalism? Of medicine and science. Oh. Well. We got an email from Ben who says, uh, 
let me begin by wishing you both all the luck in the world in your excellent adventure. Thanks, Ben. Originally, I began, I began listening to the podcast after my cousin began the IVF process to learn more about the psychological toll IVF has on the couple mm. in the hopes that I may find a way to be more supportive than just sending chocolate and being an ear to vent to. Mm-hmm. What a great cousin. Like, that is so nice. We've heard from a couple of cousins in the past. Yeah. I mean, like, these people have amazing cousins. I have cousins. Do you think they listen? No. <laughs> they also don't have fertility problems. No. They have the opposite of fertility <laughs> problems. Um, additionally, I am a 31... They are, they are my Irish cousins. Yes. So, they're half Irish, which... You know the Irish. I do. do Fertile bunch. Uh, additionally, I'm a 31 year old male scientist Uh and my girlfriend of 14 years, who is the same age is finishing her PhD criminology, studying human trafficking. Since you're 17, you've been with this person. Apparently this is out of control slash JD in the next couple of years. And we both decided no marriage or children until after grad school, at which point (laughs) we will most likely be 34 to 36 years old and IVF may be on the table if we want kids. Your podcast is a joy to listen to the business, the personal stuff, the dog talk. All of it is great. The reason I decided to email you is because I have some insight for questions asked in previous episodes, and I feel it's my time to finally contribute to the group. All right, here we go. Episode 47. Oh, he's got numbers. I love it. (laughs) Autoimmunity. Is it lifelong? That's his header. As I said earlier, I am a scientist. Specifically, I'm a PhD trained immunologist that specializes in autoimmunity and immune oncology cancer. The sad answer to this question is yes, autoimmunity is for life. Your immune system is one of the few systems in your body that can learn slash adapt to its environment. For example, vaccines teach your immune system to fight off certain bacteria and viruses so that in the future it is able to fight off an infection faster. Unfortunately, in the case of autoimmunity, your body is taught to fight off parts of your body. That's in quotes. These cells are long lived and expand. Hence, autoimmunity is a lifelong affliction. In terms of having an autoimmune disease and wanting to have a child, please consult and trust your doctor because there's a multitude of autoimmune diseases with their own original characteristics that may or may not affect an individual's ability to become pregnant. Mm. Episode 48. How do I make adult friends outside of work? He's a scientist, though. Yes. All right. He's got an answer. I have moved and lived in multiple states due to grad school and fellowship training. Yes. My advice to anyone looking to make friends outside of work is participating in paid group activity. Let me elaborate. Okay. That flyer you see for co-ed floor hockey or tango or D&D, contact the people in the flyer. If you have any interest in said activity, whether it be a sport or board game, put yourself out there and go for it. I know it's easy to go to work, go home, eat dinner, watch TV and repeat for the rest of your life. But if you want to find new friends, you have to be proactive. Here's the great thing. It's not for life. Try it for a few months. If it's not for you, try the next thing. You and your significant other don't have to be into into said activity. You want to play volleyball and your girlfriend or wife wants to play hockey. Great. You're increasing the chances of finding good people that could be lifelong friends. When I moved to New Hampshire for my postdoctoral fellowship, I had one thought associated with making new friends. Will these New Hampshire mountain people be accepting of my California awesomeness? Through Great joining question. a co-ed softball league and a co-ed floor hockey league, I found out that the answer is yes. Yeah. Most people in these leagues are just trying to find friendly people who are looking for friendship themselves. So go for it. Put yourself out there. The worst that can happen is you find you don't like tango or that you're a surprisingly good goalie after a few months of being forced to play the position after no one on your team wanted to play the position out of fear of the multiple bruises that will definitely occur. Yes, I became a goalie after never even touched a hockey stick until the age of 28 when I moved to Hampshire. 
lots of Sully's, lots of lots of Boucher's, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. in that group. Yep. Yep. One last thing, I'm sure you and your listeners have a lot of questions that are science related. I would like to offer my biological immunological expertise to help the podcast in any way that I can. Want to understand a study more or will blueberry magic juice really help me in this process? Please feel free to contact me. I will do my best to break down what the study actually showed and answer what I can about magical blueberry juice. I can't wait. We have a, we have a scientist on staff. Ben, a PhD. Thanks, Ben. So it's a standing offer. Ben, where in New Hampshire are you? Nashua? Is he still in New Hampshire? Did he say that? Where was he? I don't know. Where'd he end up? I don't know. So many questions for Ben. I know. Lots of questions. Uh, Um, But thank you. That's a very generous offer. Um, And good information about immunology. We got a uh, a voicemail about making friends that I wanted to play as well. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura from Michigan again. I called previously to thank Matt for... uh, turning me on to Dan Bell's YouTube page, which is disgusting, but I love it. Um, I was calling to give some advice about how to make friends in a new small town. And my husband and I moved to a smaller town uh, three years ago, and one of the things that we did was join a bowling league. And also, um, a lot of places have kickball leagues. And it's just something that kind of gets you out and gets you into the community a little bit. And if you're into it, you know, you can always go to church and see if you can meet people that way. That's true. But it was just something that came to mind when I heard that person's email. So love your guys' podcast. You guys are doing an awesome job. Thanks. Bye. She's got such a Midwest accent. It's incredible. Yeah. She seems nice. She does. Um, paid group activity seems to be activities. the consensus. Everybody out there, stop with the free activities. <laughs> you need something that you, you pay need, for. You need to pay for these things. Yeah. You need to pay for kickball. You pay for softball. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to write a one-star review of another podcast and be like, I can't believe these people are complaining about having to pay for activities. <laughs> Hi, Matt and Bo. What? Yep. <laughs> my my brain ran over your name. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I was just thinking of my perfect relationship. Hey, Matt and Bo. I have to leave. We have so much fun together. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Anyway, this actually, this is from Ashley, and it says Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Oh, thank you. I enjoy the podcast and look forward to listening each week. Although I have been listening for a while, I have to admit I've not listened to all the older episodes. So this may have been covered in a prior episode, but I wanted to share it uh, anyway, as I have somewhat less common form of infertility. Before we started trying to conceive in early 2016, I consulted with my gynecologist because my cycles were on the long side, 45 plus days. 
So I wanted to know if I was healthy before uh, we started trying. Blood work revealed that I have a high prolactin level. That's right. The same hormone that helps with breastfeeding can also suppress ovulation while trying to conceive. <laughs> See, you know that abbreviation. Well, of course it would, because if your body's making breast milk, it's like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. I'm already pregnant. I'm making breast milk. Right. An MRI revealed I had a benign five millimeter tumor on my pituitary gland, macroadenoma, which releases higher than normal prolactin and prevents ovulation. Huh. My prolactin is now normal after treatment with medication, but a year later, I am still not pregnant. Currently undergoing additional testing to see if we can find the cause, but we'll likely end up with Clomid to try for a few cycles soon. Just wanted to share my story as an additional cause of infertility that some people may not even know about. Mm. And to advise women who already have irregular cycles before they start trying to conceive to request blood work. I never would have known about my microadenema noma damn it uh if i hadn't <laughs> followed chose a my tough gut, one to read <laughs> uh hadn't followed my gut feeling that there was something causing my long cycles i mean I, I feel like we've heard some version of that advice before which is like if you have very regular cycles try to figure out what's going on because there's probably something going on um yeah and you know? fellas, if you haven't ever had a pregnancy scare with your ladies, <laughs> head over to Episona.com. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I've said to Dora. I was like, mm, I bet I have terrible sperm. I did. From all that unsafe sex you had? I said that. I know you well, did say I that. I mean, not all of it, but most of it was unsafe. Hi, this oh, is from no. Grace. <laughs> I can't remember if you've answered this question before, but I was hoping I would be able to get your guys' opinion on something. Specifically, when did you know for sure you wanted to have kids? Because sometimes it feels like I'll never be able to figure out for myself. This is a good question. Should we answer that question or continue reading? Um, I, I believe the rest of the email is like related to the question. I know, but she asked us this specific question and we'll go into the other questions. Okay. We Are can. there other questions? Uh, no, I feel like the rest of the email is like... Oh, well, then here we go. Yeah. I'm 22 years old, and while I know I'm still young, I have felt strongly about not having kids since I was a kid. Not sure exactly how young I was when I decided this, but let's say I was around 10. I've always found kids annoying, and the thought of childbirth just scares the hell out of me, which I'm sure is true of most women, but considering I don't like kids all that much, it always seemed like it was something I would never have to deal with. Recently, however, things have changed. Sort of. My boyfriend of four years has expressed an interest in maybe having kids. He says he's still unsure, but I can tell he's leaning towards having kids. Before you ask, yes, we did talk about this prior, and we were always on the same page, but now he's unsure. At first, I felt betrayed. I was so sure this man I loved didn't want kids just like me, and that was that. The revelation of his just... This revelation of his just makes things more complicated but the more i think about it the more it makes sense my boyfriend is seven years older than me 29 we started dating when i was 19 and he was 26 oh that's interesting uh probably to hang out with you for a year before we could take you to a bar that's something mm. uh and knows he wants uh knows what he wants out of life a hell of a lot more than I do. This makes me wonder if the same thing will happen to me at some point. 
The thought of having kids with him specifically is exciting because I love him and know he would make an amazing dad, but I've always been a firm believer that if you're on the fence about having kids, you shouldn't have them because you can't take it back. Seems wise. as the child of a parent who never wanted kids, I know this can have negative effects not only on the child, but also on the parent. So how did you know you wanted kids? Did you always know? Does anyone really know? I know you can't make the decision, but for me, uh, can't make the decision for me, but maybe you can help a poor, confused millennial girl with some of your patented Shafrir Myra wisdom. Oh, boy. Have you gotten the patent number on that yet? <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for the advice. If you do read this, uh, and thank you for the podcast, I look forward to it every week because you guys are two of the funniest people around, and our rela- your relationship is hashtag goals. And I wish you could all be... I like how our relationship is hashtag girls and, and goals. goals, rather. And I was like, seven years older, that's crazy <laughs> when you and I are uh, similarly spaced. That's true. But very similar. But I didn't. Space. I didn't meet you when you were nineteen. Well, if you had, it would have been like that is a very mature nineteen-year-old. That's true. I'll have him. <laughs> Get me another martini, dear. You turned to Samantha from Sex and the City. <laughs> um, and you were Smith Jarrett. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, does that mean I'm going to get breast cancer? Yes, you will. Oh, no. It's the way of the world. I'm sorry. Whenever you become one of the Sex and the City girls, you must embody everything about them. Oh, okay. You thought you were a Charlotte this whole time, but you're not. Uh, P.S. You thought I was a Charlotte? No, you thought you were. Oh, I didn't think I was a Charlotte. I'm saying that because of the IVF. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. We've all seen Kristen Davis get stabbed in the ass with a needle. Uh... P.S. Sorry, I know this email is long, but I wanted to add this P.S. to say uh, that I know breaking up seems like a logical choice, but we would both rather be together and see what happens than break up prematurely and lose the opportunity. Yeah, no one's saying break up. Uh, Lose the opportunity to be with an amazing person because we're scared it might end. I'm not worried about the relationship, but I'm worried that I'll miss out on the chance to have kids if I wait too long. You won't. Uh, or that I'll have kids and hate it and want to see, wanted to see if it, if the feeling, uh, this way is the norm or I'm just crazy. Thanks again. Grace. Wow. Lots to unpack there. Honey, you can't keep saying it until we get the backpacks made. I just said it. Oh, okay. Um, first of all, I don't think you should feel time pressure. You're 22. Correct. Also, he shouldn't feel time pressure. Yeah. Because he's 29. He's 29. Men can have babies into their 70s. Like, sperm works. It does. It just keeps working. Yeah. It's gross. It is. Um, so I think, you you know, kind of put that out of your mind. I, I also think, like, I, I was ambivalent about having kids for a while. I never was like, I, I don't think I was ever like, I will never have children. Like that wasn't ever my thing. I was sort of like, I don't know. Like I also never felt like I'd found the right person to have children with. Um, let me know when you do. Okay. And second of all, should I text you not me. during not the podcast? During the podcast. You'll certainly upset yourself. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, with me. I just uh, assumed I'd have kids eventually. Mm-hmm. Did I ever really want them? No. 
Do I want them now? Yes. Do I think that they're going to be annoying? Absolutely. Mm. Do I think that they'll drive me crazy? Yes. Will I miss sleep? Of course. Will we be happy if we don't end up with children? Like, will we be able to be happy if we don't end up with children? I don't know. Do you? I would like to think so. Well, I think if we keep having Bo, we're going to be good. So Multiple bows? We'll contact that dog cloning place. Okay. See if we can get Bo cloned up. All right. And then we'll get to see little Bo as a puppy. Oh, little Bo. We'll just keep having Bo. Little Bo. Little Bo. We'll just make sure Bo is there to put down the old Bo. Oh, that's so sad. They're going to be like, bye, Dad. Bo, do you think he'd like you? No. (laughs) Do you think that he'd fight himself? Yes. (laughs) I think he'd be threatened by himself because Bo is an attention whore. Yeah. So if we had a cloned Bo, cloned Bo would also be, would also need all the attention. I watched a video on YouTube, not YouTube, on Reddit of a dog playing hide and seek with like a seven-year-old boy oh my god that's so cute yes the dog was very dumb and could not find the boy when he was clearly hiding underneath the bar oh that's so cute i was talking to uh, my niece today and my sister was was petting their dog Uh uh-huh they have a pug and my niece was getting so jealous she like stopped what she was doing and like marched over to her mom and was like hello Uh, it was pretty funny. Bo, I hope you're not like that with future sibling. Anyway, back to this. Uh, I didn't really know definitively ever. I still don't. All right. I mean, that's an answer, right? But you're not opposed to it. Of course not. No. Yeah. I, I came to it gradually. I think also like, once my siblings had kids, that kind of solidified it for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I would I thought it would have done the opposite. No. Where you would have been like, oh, they had kids. I don't have to. The no, bl- I was the like. The bloodline continues. That, I mean, I don't care about that. It was more like, oh. Well, you're a bad Jew. They're so cute and great. Like, they have great kids. Yeah. You just want to have a greater and better kid. Oh, right. Yeah. A cuter kid. Mm. Cuter, better. Uh, smarter. <laughs> this is Matt's thing. <laughs> He's uh, very threatened uh, by my niece, nieces and nephews. <laughs> I am. They're also smart and cute and, and uh, you know, they're better. I just <laughs> feel like we are really slacking over here. <laughs> All we have is Bo. Luckily, we've tricked each of your, your, your nieces and nephews, I guess my nieces and nephews, into thinking that Bo's great. I know we they love them. they love Bo. Yes. Whenever we FaceTime, they're like, "Where's Bo?" And Bo's inevitably asleep. Yeah. And then I put the phone to Bo, and they're like, "Bo." Yeah. And they try to call him like yeah. on their little play phones. Yeah. It's very cute. Bo is very popular. He is, um, even though he's done nothing to deserve it. That's true. So I don't know. I I think my like, advice for you is you're young. Yes, you're young. Don't worry about it. I think you maintain this relationship and you remind this gentleman that Mick Jagger had a kid at 70 something. Yeah. So slow his roll. Yeah. 
Slow his Think roll. about it. You don't have to be sure. It's true. Um, but no, don't break up with him. Yeah. It's not, if you were like 40 and you wanted kids badly and the guy you were with didn't want kids, I'd that say would, break up That with would them. be a breakup But time. you're you're 20-something. Yeah. I think it's fine. You got your whole life ahead of you, Grace. Yeah. Use it well. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah. Stay out of credit card debt. Um, you know, put a little money away for savings. All right. I'm going to play a voice. I'm just trying to give Grace some more advice. Okay. Um, you know, if you can keep that car payment down, pay it off. Don't worry about getting another car. Mm -hmm. Just live your life. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, Matt and Dory. Uh, this is Adam from up in Winnipeg. Um, just wanted to say I love the podcast. Canada. Um, I got married uh, in September, but we're not quite looking to have kids yet. I'm just a big fan of podcasts. Um, but what I did find really interesting is that when you guys were going through your transfer a while back, um, my wife and I were looking for a house. Uh, and it was actually a pretty similar roller coaster of emotion hmm. on, on a smaller scale, I would imagine. Well, um, more expensive. We scale. looked at about 50 plus houses over the course of six months, oh, yeah. um, put offers on five or six, and it was sort of that not quite a two week wait, but but a similar sort of waiting with the anxiety and, and hoping for a, a good outcome, only to have our realtor call us and tell us that we got outbid by like $30,000 most of the time. Um, but we finally did get a house. We just moved in, and I have to say it was worth the wait. I'm sure it will be worth the wait for you guys as well. Um, the second reason I'm calling is I'm actually Esprit Devora's editor for her two podcasts, We Are in Tech and Women in Tech. This is crazy. And imagine my surprise when I saw Dory's name pop up. Um, turns out you did a fireside chat at the Santa Monica Beach House, I believe. I did. And it was recorded for the podcast. That's true. So if any eggheads want to hear more about Dory's process for writing Startup, uh, which I just got in the mail, by the way. So they do. Uh, they do. Forward to reading that. that. Thank um, you. Feel free to check that out. Um, so thanks so much. This is a, I feel like this was a, we got hoodwinked by this voicemail. How which so? Which seemed to be very interesting and, and, Oh, yeah, I could see how buying a house would be a lot like this. And then all of a sudden, swoops in with a plug for Dory. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Swoops in with a plug for Dory. Uh, do you have a problem with that? No. Okay. You're one of the co-hosts of that podcast? No, that no. Is promoted? Of, of, I, we got to talk about this. Of you this, can't, I of can't, we this can't both podcast, be having podcasts. Of this podcast. Well, uh, you know I'm what? one of the co-hosts. I'm going to have Andy call in next week to promote Star Trek The Next Conversation. That'd be so funny. Oh, my God. Um, no, the podcast is called We Are LA Tech. It's a very cool podcast. Uh, this woman who, who hosts it is like she's she's this like force of nature in in the la tech world um and i had a very lovely chat with her uh that's great yeah. also he sounded so sweet he did um, he's canadian so of course he did um we have one last email before we get to our supporters this week mm -hmm. this is from jane What's up, Jane? She says, hi, just want to email you a funny story. I was catching up on your podcast whilst driving yesterday and was listening to your Mother's Day episode. You said whilst, not whilst. Whilst? That's whilst? interesting. I don't know. I've never heard it pronounced that way. Oh, I might be mispronouncing it. 
No, but it seems valid. I don't it know. It seems like either either. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, so far behind, you were discussing ball cooling, and yeah. then the topic went on to ice dildos and butt plugs. Yes. As Matt said butt plugs, my six-month-old science baby let out a delighted giggle. <laughs> I laughed so hard and wanted to share this with you. <laughs> Again, thank you for all that you do in regards to spreading awareness of IVF and debunking the shame and stigma around it. Oh, that's fun. That I hope is. you're listening. Butt plugs. Butt plugs. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, as always, thank you to all of our supporters. We love you. We are grateful for you. We couldn't do this podcast without you. That's not true. That's not true. But we could do this. Well, we can't do no, this podcast without you emailing us. We can't do this podcast without you emailing us. And we we wouldn't want to do this. We were able to you. buy a new recorder because Matt's old one broke because of you guys. Many, it didn't break because of you guys. No, but we were able to buy a new one because of you guys. So also, thank you. I, somehow they were much less expensive than I remember them being. That's true. Probably because they're older than they used to be. Oh yeah, maybe. Zoom anyway, H6 in. thank you all so much. Um, if you would like to become a supporter, you can go to our website at excellentadventure.com or to directly to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. Yeah, last month, if you donated $10 a month, you got a free podcast, an extra half hour episode where we get real and dirty on a lot of subjects. And then the uh, stuff we'd never say on this public one. Yeah. Um, and then also for the $25 and up supporters for the month uh got two episodes mm-hmm. last month they which sure is the did. same thing this month if you'd like another episode uh in your box or in your strike zone <laughs> uh hit us up hit us up all right christopher fonegi uh christopher frequents the san francisco bay area in search of the perfect soft shell crab Aaron Gudge. Aaron's favorite store was Sharper Image. She was most fond of the way they would make different gadgets that also had radios. Oh. And thank you, Aaron, for telling us we could use the air conditioning. It's I think, been on all day, I think Aaron. we would have died. Um, oh, and also, if you support us at the $10 and above level, you get a new fun fact every month. That's true. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, Diane Martin. Uh, Diane spent Harry Potter Day dominating in her local Quidditch game. Oh. Uh, Angie James. Angie spent a lot of money on a Stetson cowboy hat while on vacation in Austin, Texas. It has not been worn since. Oh. Jolene Sigler. Uh, Jolene decided recently that the only true reason for a sushi restaurant to exist is a shrimp tempura roll. Mm. Emily Chapin. Uh, Emily can recite the movie Drop Dead Fred from memory. Uh, Lauren Gleason. Lauren played basketball in high school. She was on the varsity team and averaged 12 points a game. Ryan Foster. Ryan's an avid hiker, and he hopes to one day take two months off work and hike the Appalachian Trail. The only thing stopping him is his fear of alien abduction. Melody Baltazar. Uh, Melody worked through college as a Starbucks barista, and she invented the Orange Valencia Refresher. Cool. Luke Evers. Uh, Luke has never seen a Star Wars movie, but he lies and tell everyone that he totally has. Christina Turner. Uh, Christina's wedding dance was to the Cheers theme song, which everyone thought was weird. <laughs> Nicole Pandey. Uh, Nicole wanted a Razor school- scooter badly as a 13-year-old. He never got one, and he still has not pulled the trigger on one as an adult. Hmm. 
Chinami Worth. Uh, Chinami spends time in the Northwest debating which raincoat is best, ultimately settling on North Face. And Andrew Steinle. Andrew recently got into doo-wop. As a result, he can often be seen snapping his fingers under streetlights. Oh, that's lovely. Yep. He's probably out there right now. If you, if you open your window and listen, you might hear Andrew Steinle <laughs> snapping his fingers. <laughs> All right, that okay. does it for this episode. Sure Please does. remember to email us. We can't do a show without you. Please donate. Go to patreon.com forward slash excellent. Help us out. Excellent adventure. Excellent adventure. Boy, oh boy. Whatever. And uh, call us at 413-461-BABY. Please call us at 413-461-BABY. We love you. have anything else to plug the doors on. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Why must I be a teenager in love? I cried a tear for nobody but you.